I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. Two British-based banks are going to pay record fines under settlements announced by the U.S. Justice Department. The two banks, HSBC and Standard Chartered, were charged under the U.S. Bank Secrecy Act and, more seriously, under the Trading with the Enemy Act. HSBC allegedly laundered money, perhaps billions of dollars, for drug cartels in Mexico, and both banks were charged with violating U.S. sanctions against nations like Iran. But there's a catch. The charges are never going to go to court because the banks have now settled out of court with the U.S. government. To help us understand what's going on here, we're joined by Jimmy Gurule, professor of law at Notre Dame. Gurule is a former assistant attorney general of the United States and at the Treasury was responsible for fighting money laundering. So uh, how does this work where a bank gets charged but won't go to court? What kind of deal is this? Well, it's in a way, it's a sweetheart deal because um, – while the bank is is assessed a a large fine, and there's no question here that the fine of one point nine billion dollars is unprecedented in its size, the reality is that despite the the admission of criminal wrongdoing, money laundering, violations of the Trading with the Enemy Act, no individual uh, is going to be held personally accountable for their crimes. And because it's a financial settlement, is it true that the banks don't have to admit wrongdoing? Well, the, the the bank will admit wrongdoing in, in what is referred to as a deferred prosecution agreement. And that's, again, the, the, the justification for the large fine. They admitted there's an admission in the deferred prosecution agreement that the bank knowingly, willfully violated U.S. law. And there, there's a huge disconnect here. The fact that the fine is, is, is this large, $1.9 billion, underscores the severity of the criminal conduct that was committed here by employees of the bank. And so for, for neither the bank to be criminally indicted or for corrupt bank officials that actually committed, that devised the criminal scheme and implemented the fraud scheme, sends the absolute wrong message. The message that's sent here is that if, you, uh, if you're going to engage in money laundering for Mexican drug cartels, make sure you're doing it within the scope of your employment working for a bank, because if you do, you won't be prosecuted. I mean, this isn't just turning a blind eye. It sounds like you're saying this is actively and knowingly in, engaging in a criminal act. Will, will any legal changes... Iranian transactions, there's absolutely no question about that. I mean, it was clear from, from you know, first of all, HSBC was the subject of a, of a Senate subcommittee investigation. And that uh, Senate subcommittee produced a report. And that report indicated, I mean, there, there was overwhelming evidence that bank officials knowingly devised this fraud scheme uh, and actually taught... <laughs> Uh, Iranian bank officials how to implement this fraud scheme, how to remove the identifier information from Iranian transactions to avoid U.S. economic sanctions. Professor Gurule, if you were still at the Department of Justice, what would you have done? Well, I, I would have certainly uh, conducted a grand jury investigation. I would have subpoenaed on behalf of the grand jury all relevant documents, email exchanges, text messages of senior bank officials in, in order to build a case to show that individuals, that this fraud scheme was knowingly conducted by bank officials. And then I would be recommending in a very strong way uh, criminal prosecution of those bank officials. 
What, what do you think has changed since you were uh, at the Department of Justice? I mean, wh- why does it seem like the Department of Justice and, and Treasury are, are cutting deals instead of kind of pursuing uh, kind of more well, vigorous prosecution? Know, One of the arguments is, well, if the bank itself is indicted, it's going to lose its license to do business in the United States. It's going to serve as a death penalty, a death sentence for the bank. And uh, first, I'm not sure that that's the case. I'm not sure that that, uh, a settlement couldn't be arranged for maybe rather than revoking the bank's license entirely, perhaps some of the services that are provided by the bank are limited or reduced, or maybe, you know, the bank is not permitted to do business in the United States for a probationary period. So, so I'm not sure that I buy the argument that the bank is going to fail and, and the economic consequences of that are going to be far-reaching. And second, even if you accept that argument, it doesn't follow that, that bank officials themselves could not be held criminally responsible for their, their misconduct. And perhaps the argument might be, well, you know, this, these are complicated cases. They're very time-consuming. You know, they require a commitment of substantial investigative resources and attorneys, prosecutors to develop these cases. But so what? These are serious violations. Professor Jimmy Gurule, former Assistant Attorney General, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure.